This is the download from Sounds Profitable, the most important news from this week and why it matters to people in the business of podcasting. I'm Manuela Bedoya. And I'm Shreya Sharma. On the download today, ad tech firms are under fire for data scraping. Amazon joins the social audio market and YouTube is paying podcasters to incorporate video. Let's get started. Morning Brew's Ryan Barwick reports that trade groups acting on behalf of publishers from the U.S., U.K., and Canada are accusing ad tech firms of unfairly scraping metadata from websites. Once collected, this allegedly ill-gotten data is used to create contextual advertising segments for clients without the publisher's consent, also undercutting the publisher's attempts to directly sell contextual advertising deals. Quote, Now that third-party cookies are dying and some ad dollars are shifting to contextual advertising, ads based on the content of the media, not on personal information, publishers want a better seat at the table in stronger terms as the industry adopts new technologies. End quote. Richard Reeves, managing director of the Association of Online Publishers, summarized the issue of company scraping data. Quote, What we are now seeing is people almost brazenly walking through your home, and removing your furniture, and selling your assets elsewhere, and you don't even know that they're doing it. Or you can't receive any value for it. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. End quote. Data scraping isn't new to podcasting either. Transcription happens in podcasting, with and without a publisher's consent. It's likely, however, this wider publisher issue plays out, will have trickle-down effects to what companies can do with unlicensed podcast transcripts. Amazon has a new social audio app to make podcasters' dreams of being a DJ come true. Brad Hill of Rain News reports, quote, While early reports compare AMP to Clubhouse, Amazon's promotional emphasis is on building interactive music shows, something like live interactive radio, end quote. AMP actually brings to mind an obscure podcasting tool Spotify launched for Anchor in late 2020. The feature was titled Shows with Music at Launch. It allows podcasters on Anchor to slot any song in the Spotify catalog between any pre-recorded podcast segments. Listeners with Spotify Premium would experience a seamless transition as if the music was baked into the podcast, while free listeners would hear a 30-second preview of the song. Shows with Music still exists, technically but has fallen by the wayside to become a feature hidden in the Anchor interface, much like the forgotten podcasts from big-name creators that we touched upon last week. AMP, conversely, only requires listeners to sign up for a free account to listen to creators. The Verge's Jack Kastronix writes, Amazon is positioning this as more of a radio-style service than a live chat service. There's even a five-person cap on callers right now which is probably for the best, end quote. Spotify's Shows With Music was a cool feature that enabled podcasters to live out their radio DJ dreams in a copyright-friendly manner. Another platform with a massive collection of licensed content at their disposal, playing in a podcasting-adjacent space might just lead to more creativity and innovation in the social audio sphere. On Tuesday, podcasting ad tech company Gumball announced they had raised $10 million in Series A funding. 
Brad Hill of Rain News reports, quote, Gumball, which was started by podcast comedy network HeadGum, allows advertisers to programmatically buy pre-recorded host-read ads. The system offers real-time inventory browsing, demographic audience targeting, and verification of placement and listening. The company lists a few brands which have used the system. Casper, CBS, Netflix, OkCupid, Squarespace, Warby Parker, and others. End quote. Naturally, the gumball system is deployed across the entire HeadGum network, serving ads on flagship podcasts like The Doughboys, Punch Up the Jam, and We Hate Movies. YouTube is taking podcasting seriously enough to put their money where their mouth is. Last Friday, Bloomberg's Ashley Carmen reported both independent podcasters and podcast networks, all of which have asked for anonymity, received offers from YouTube, ranging from $50,000 to $300,000, to create filmed versions of their episodes, as well as, quote, other kinds of videos. Historically, video podcasts on YouTube have done well, as the platform matured from cat clips to encouraging content creators to make longer and longer content, the unedited video chat show took off. Productions like the H3H3 podcast and the Joe Rogan Experience saw great success embracing the platform. That said, we agree with Carmen when she says, quote, However, the cost to build a studio, hire editors, and develop a fully functioning video publishing pipeline can deter networks and shows from adopting the platform. End quote. In addition to these cash injections implying YouTube wants to seed more of a professionally produced podcasting atmosphere, there's small infrastructure moves to suggest that this is a long-term plan. Alex Castro at The Verge reminds readers that back in October, YouTube began allowing Canadian users to listen to videos while the device was not focusing on the YouTube app or was locked. As YouTube power users in the US can attest, this feature is pushed very hard in YouTube premium advertising as a good reason to sign up. Without putting on a podcast-branded tin foil hat, it seems like making the ability to use YouTube like a podcasting app would be a huge step towards YouTube courting more podcasters as well as their audiences. On Tuesday, The Hollywood Reporter's J. Clara Chan published an exclusive announcement that UTA has launched AudioIQ, a data analytics service to facilitate podcast deals. The service will make use of social media, search results, and other open source data to inform both clients and agents of a podcast's health to facilitate deal-making. Quote, while podcast analytics can often rely on historical data points like number of downloads or past revenue, UTA's AudioIQ analyses also offers future projections, a tool that is particularly key in negotiations for shows that have not yet launched or for identifying emerging talent. End quote. Audio IQ comes onto the field as massive podcast outfits by a previously third-party analytics companies. See our February 18th episode for coverage of the Spotify acquisition of Chartable. And that atmosphere has UTA IQ lead Joe Kessler concerned. As Kessler is quoted by Chan's article, quote, 
I'm hopeful that this announcement serves as a wake-up call for the podcasting industry to somehow coalesce around a common source of truth and data for the industry, because it's sorely needed as it's maturing. End quote. Finally, a smaller bit of news. That's not technically a full news story yet, but we feel it's worth keeping an eye on as things develop. There was something about Tuesday this week that led to podcasting announcements. Ashley Carmen tweeted the exclusive scoop that three senior leaders at Megaphone are leaving. CEO Brendan Monaghan, CRO Matt Turk, and COO Jason Cox, all in their positions prior to the Spotify buyout, have been confirmed to be leaving the company after their one-year contracts expired. The three are now starting a blockchain company. And that was the download from Sounds Profitable. I know we went through these fast, so be sure to check out the links to every article mentioned right in your podcast listening app or on soundsprofitable.com slash the download. And thanks for sticking with us as we continue to make tweaks to this grand experiment to give you the best stories you might have missed from the past week. I'm Manuela Bedoya. And I'm Shreya Sharma. Special thanks to Ian Powell for his audio prowess, Gavin Gaddis for writing today's script, and to Omni Studio for hosting The Download. And as always, thanks to you for joining us. Robot. Download complete. I am Steve. <laughs>